Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this is Radio Valencia. You're listening to Infinite Beat. Um, and what I was just playing is um, uh, some new tracks that were posted to SoundCloud by Odie Me, um, who is a local Barry producer. Uh, Brooke Keller, she uh, has been releasing tracks for a while. Um, under Odie Me, she's released on Jacktown Records oh. previously. But these are um, these are some free SoundCloud releases, direct to SoundCloud, and I was playing them straight off SoundCloud. Wow. Um, you know, and they're absolutely amazing. Um, I really love everything that uh, Brooke comes out with as Odie Me, and I'm looking forward to a lot more releases there. So... Who am I? I am Nihar Bhatt. Um, I am taking over from the usual host of Infinite Beat, Topazu, um, who is out this out today. Um, and uh, but I'm really happy to take uh, over for her for this special episode. Um, the uh, yeah, I've been on Infinite Beat a couple times myself. Um, if, for those who don't meet, know me, I'm part of the Surface Tension Collective here in San Francisco. Um, and uh, I've never been on this side of the desk at Infinite Beat, so um, you know, uh, bear with me if there are uh, if things are a little bit bumpy. But I think uh, we're going to have a really good episode today, especially because we have a really wonderful guest. Um, Jasmine Infinity is with me. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Jasmine. <laughs> um, I'm uh, when uh, when Topazu asked me to do this interview i was really excited because of the guest i've been a fan of jasmine's for a long time um the uh the jasmine the jasmine infinity's dj sets are actually really hard to classify <laughs> i first heard one when my partner sylvia played one for me off of soundcloud mm-hmm. um maybe you know probably a year ago or a little bit more than a year ago um and you know what i noticed about the her mixes were that she effortlessly was able to f- float across Vogue beats into into ravier, even techno sounding sounds, and then float back again. And but even though there was a lot of range there, the whole thing conjured this extremely focused atmosphere, and, and mm-hmm. you know, and there was like an ecstatic energy to it all, and a lot of emotion. Um, since then, Jasmine Star has risen a lot, um, and I've come to know a lot more about her. Um, uh, and how she's really been lighting a fire in the Bay Area, which is <laughs> catching all over. And not just here. I think her impact has been really significant. Oh, wow. Um, and her, you know, her New World Disorder parties center queer, trans, and non-binary voices in dance music. They're part of a new generation of underground queer nightlife that I think Jasmine is an important figure in. Um, and I'm really excited to have her in the studio with me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so Jasmine, uh, you know, we've known each other for a little while, we, t- mm-hmm. we talked, but I, I think uh, um, I wanted to get the, give the listeners an opportunity to get to know you before you play your set. Okay. Um, get to know a little bit more about what you're about. Totally. Um, let me reposition my chair here so I can look <laughs> you in the eyes. I'm kind of in an awkward position here in the studio, yeah. but I'm getting my bearings here as a substitute teacher. <laughs> um, the, uh, so... Um, so I want to talk, start by talking about your roots. Okay. Um, you know, I know that you come out of the New York ballroom scene, and specifically the House of Infinity. Yeah. For 
for those listeners that don't know what that is, um, <laughs> can you give us a little bit of background of what you know? What what is the House of Infinity? Sure. What is what was that scene about? How does it impact you? Well, so the ballroom scene, you know, the legendary, iconic uh, Paris is Burning. You know, if you've seen that, then you might know a little bit about it. Um, it's definitely evolved so much from that time in the 80s. And now it's, you know, definitely exploding. Um, I was like a part of it, like growing up, um, learned, I actually learned about the ballroom scene from Paris is Burning in college <laughs> and um, living in New York and being from the Bronx, like going back home, um, I sought it out. I, you know, the village in New York, like, Christopher Street is like a legendary kind of street where queer, black and brown um, kids go. Lots of times, like homeless um, people were congregating there. It's since been really gentrified, so it's like not not like it used to be. But you know, people would sleep there and we like hang out there like all night, like voguing. Um, I was first a part of this house called the House of Shade, which was like a little nice. kiki house um, that we we never really walked balls or did anything like that. But it was like a little family. Um, I then later ended up meeting and becoming really good friends with someone who would become my gay mother and trans mother. Um, and her name was Denise Infinity. Um, and they accepted me into the House of Infinity. I was supposed to walk um, face. And walking means uh, competing in a certain category. So there's like voguing and um, things like that. But I was supposed to walk uh, drag's face at first. Um, and then that I never really walked and then I became a femme queen um, after taking hormones and living like as a woman 24 7 uh, so in New York we would call that femme queens in the culture in the ballroom culture um, then I was supposed to walk runway I think I like walked once I got chopped you know which means I was disqualified so I never really like had like a super active ballroom position uh, or role in the ballroom, but I was definitely a member of the house, and it was more about f family and building, you know, these uh, bonds with people when, you know, the rest of the world would reject us. And um, so I was definitely, uh, you know, kicked out of my house and living with my gay mother, Denise, um, and, you know, just immersed in the ballroom culture. I had always loved... You know, more more than the culture itself, I love the music associated with it. And that was, you know, like house music. It was definitely, um, you know, like bitch beats and, and things like that. And now, you know, the ballroom scene, like with DJ producers like Mike Q and like Question Mark and the whole Queen Beat kind of people, like, you know, the ballroom beats have evolved and kind of have like their own... Um, thing, uh, so that was something I had always like been paying attention to, and definitely influenced like my musical tastes. But I've always been into like electronic dance music and like um, you know uh, techno and uh, all that kind of stuff, which was I guess like a part of my 
you know, queer, gay, trans, whatever identity, um, which was just kind of rejecting uh, what I was supposed to like, especially growing up in the Bronx, which was like hip hop and rap and all that stuff. And I've only actually recently started really appreciating rap and hip hop. And that's because of the emergence of like all the queer rappers and artists like Kixakilla, Mickey Blanco, Quay Dash, London Jade, um, you know, like these people, Shea Butter, who, who are like really, um, you know, turning the whole hip hop, queer hip hop rap thing around. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I definitely like to incorporate that into the music and I guess it was just kind of like a fluke by chance that I just wanted to incorporate all the music I liked and make it into a mix and it just so happens that they meld well together I don't know (laughs) (laughs) they definitely do Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that um, a little bit but uh, so when you came to the the bay you um, at some point, I know I don't know entirely the timeline, mm-hmm. but you you came together with a bunch of other people and yeah. um, and founded the New World Disorder Crew and party and yeah. uh, um, and can you talk a little bit about how you guys guys came together? together? Yeah, um, so it's you know it's like a complicated weird chain of events that just like led to like awesomeness. But um, I guess I've always had like this entrepreneurial like spirit like ideas and and um always wanting to like manifest things and make things and recognizing talent and like other people and wanting to bring that out and foster that so i think you know and including myself i just always realize like even with the ballroom scene like honestly in my opinion queer trans and like you know, all kinds of disenfranchised, marginalized people have some of the best aesthetics, some of the, you know, where we pay attention to the world we live in more than I think, you know, like people with privilege or, you know, whatever do, they just kind of, you know, you take everything for granted. Um, But, but we don't. And, you know, we have to like literally analyze ourselves and analyze everything, which, you know, gives us kind of like a keen eye for um, everything, fashion, music. And um, so basically I met uh, one of my best friends, Aaliyah Love, who's now living in Berlin, through um, my ex, who actually I moved out here for after college. And through her, I met uh, my friend Callie Rose, my daughters. These are my daughters. And... um, uh, and then Iso, Marillo, uh, Hishi, and um, uh, all of us, we just kind of found each other in this this weird way. I mean, not really weird. It's kind of, like, expected, <laughs> actually, because we were all, like, you know, queer trans people running in similar circles, you know, always seeing each other. And, you know, obviously we just gravitated to each other because we'd be at, you know some straight rave party and it's like oh you know it's like a sea of like straight white raver people and then it's like oh there's this gorgeous bearded lady and oh my god who's this you know sickening trans girl you know and we like obviously just like found each other yeah and um we 
you know, wanted to throw parties. We were throwing parties um, with a friend of ours who is now doing um, Trash Palace, Mitch Mora, um, who we've initially started throwing parties with, um, but things got a little complicated. We had some disagreements, and we felt like we could do it on our own, and um, we just kind of did it, and we threw our first new... Actually, we we were talking about it. We had just started talking about it, and then... Um, Abdu Ali, uh, a queer rapper uh, of color, um, messaged me on Facebook saying that he was going to be in the Bay and wondered if I knew any like connects to throw to get him booked at a party. And I was like, this is our opportunity to put together um, a function and have Abdu Ali. And we had Maya Songbird. Um, and uh, Lady DJ Lady Footlocker, Miss Cunt, who's now um, free Wi-Fi, DJ free Wi-Fi. And um, we just started doing that and it was it was such a great event. I mean it had it had some drama, like I got punched in the face or whatever <laughs> by somebody Jesus. who was being transphobic at the like through the venue that we booked or whatever. But um, uh, all in all, it was, like, a really big success, and it kind of, like, propelled us to, like, do more. Mm-hmm. And we realized that there was, like, a real need for for that kind of space. Yeah, and now, now you have a new home at the Stud. Yes, right? yes, we How, do. How's that going? Um, it's going pretty good. We had one party there um, last month, and we're having one on the 29th this month mm-hmm. called Mortal Compact. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, we were, like, thinking, like, fighting. There's going to be Vogue battles, so it's, like, you know, a battle, and then the mm-hmm. compact, like, Willie Ninja, you know, and Paris is burning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just kind of mix those aesthetics uh, together. And, yeah, that's going to be a really good one. We're going to have, like, myself, uh, Callie Rose, Nintendo TS, and um, Erica Kane from L.A. is going to be um, coming up to DJ. And Jacquees is going to be hosting. And DJ Spider. Um, and another trans girl, Jazzle Cruz, mm-hmm. is going to be um, emceeing also. And then we have, like, a bunch of, like, awesome hosts. Um, yeah. Like, you know, Bay Area socialites. <laughs> I went to the last one. It was sick. Yeah. I'm so excited for, for the next one. Thanks. I'm glad that there's a permanent home yeah. for it. It's a really important well, party. I hope it's permanent. I'm, I'm not sure. But well, I, okay. <laughs> I, I guess I spoke too soon. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so let, let's return to your DJ style and mm-hmm. sort of um, and your own artistic output. Um, we were chatting yesterday at the club uh, about how... DJing can be kind of like casting a spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, in my case, I was cursing the St. Patrick's Day <laughs> crowd at a particular kind of mm-hmm. uh, a frat boy mm-hmm. type of club okay. <laughs> environment. But there are a lot of different types of spells you can mm-hmm. cast. And uh, your um, your moniker, you know, or, or your, your, your um, the, the queen of hell, queen of hell. Um, <laughs> is, is, uh, is really powerful. And I was wondering what kind of what kind of uh, what do you what do you want to invoke with that and with your with your work? With yeah, your sets? totally. Um, so the name the Queen of Hell was actually given to me by Miss um, Khan, <laughs> and it was it's a reference to um, her friends 
uh, one of one of a, a story that she was working on or a screenplay, which was entitled "The Queen of Hell," and it was like about um, this woman who uh, became the queen of hell, like the devil's concubine, and he lived in on a spaceship in space that was powered by a black hole. <laughs> And um, and she was, like, in charge of, like, basically this brothel of people, of women who were forced to put on, like, uh, sex shows every ten minutes or something. I don't know. It's a crazy story. But that's where the name comes from. But I um, kind of developed and, and brought my own ideas to it. And that is that, you know, uh, this is hell. <laughs> We're living in hell. But, uh, you know, it's also kind of taking away that that the stigma that hell is. And, you know, hell is is on earth, but just as much so as heaven. And, you know, it's it's life and everything is what we make it. So that's how I think about it. But I also really like just hellish vibes. You know, I like um, disturbing music. And, and when I cast spells or, or whatever um, I definitely like to um, disturb people I like you know as a trans person as a trans woman as a non-binary person I'm I'm disturbing to people for whatever reason and you know I'm definitely viewed as this um, sinful thing or you know when religious people have like ideas about transness or queerness or gayness um, that, you know, I've even had to suffer through and deal with on my own. So it's kind of like owning that. And then as much as I want to make people dance, I want people to also feel what I feel through my music. And, you know, uh, I personally <laughs> like like disturbing, crazy, you know, vibes that kind of make you just want to while you're dancing, writhe on the dance floor, yes. you know? <laughs> so I'm, like, into that. And um, just, like, you know, crazy, um, uncomfort, uncomfortable feelings. But it's, like, it's like kind of fun to, like, exert that kind of control, uh, you know, on a crowd, especially in a world where, you know, I felt like I haven't had much control over my life. So it's really crazy and interesting for me to be in a position especially in a club where you know typically I would feel you know antisocial and awkward and weird but to be like behind the DJ booth is like kind of empowering and yeah I like to play with it and you know confuse people and you know <laughs> bewilder them and change you know change uh, their perspectives and Whatever. Oh my god, that's so beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think that that is, that chaos that you, you're able to throw in, like, chaos. I, I think some of the ways that you know a, a DJ can act as a conjurer, mm. you know, like there's that delicate um, moment when you, mm. when a little bit of chaos and a little bit of. Uh, uh, of frenetic energy can be tossed in and it actually raises things raises, yeah, totally. tremendously and mm -hmm. it, it's like that's something that 
you're so good at and very few you. you know DJs I think get really right but when mm-hmm. they do it's the most amazing feeling yeah. makes you feel like rioting or like <laughs> tearing my clothes off exactly like, yeah you know, totally whatever you know mm-hmm. like it's uh, <laughs> and, uh I'm so glad that that's something that like you can conjure yeah in the um so another thing you know I, I what we were talking about earlier I think is is something we could expand upon a little bit as a DJ you primarily play in queer club environments um, but you move between a lot of different rhythms, like we talked about, mm-hmm. like electronic dance music of different types, a lot of experimental music, mm-hmm. and um, you know a lot of that that music, like especially the like dark atmospheric techno that um, that I feel like beat often uh, reference, references or you know my club service center does mm-hmm. associated you know with primarily with white straight clubs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what I really like about hearing you play it and uh, and and the, the, the boundaries you cross is that actually, I think, breaks down sort of these social constructs we mm-hmm. have around what mm-hmm. what is queer music, what exactly. is straight music, what is, what is uh, well, you know, what's technical music, what's yeah. club music. I was wondering, like, how conscious of that as, a, as something that you're trying to do, or is that just, I mean, you talked a little bit, it kind of comes from your taste, but, mm-hmm. but what do you feel about that? So I definitely, well, first, I want to say I feel like I can queer up music even if it's not you know typically queer like mm-hmm. the fact that I'm playing it is is a statement in itself yeah. um, and I guess I do you know I don't know I don't know what a queer environment is or a queer club is or mm-hmm. a gay club or a straight club or a straight party I never really mm-hmm. care about those things because um, you know even Throughout my life, I've been many of those things and or have identified as many as straight, as gay, as a man, as a woman, as none, as all. And, um, you know, that that in itself um, gave me kind of like, you know, the I don't want to say privilege or like a precedent to to go into all of these spaces and feel that I deserve to be in them and I can and anyone can and and you know to go back to New World Disorder too like people try to classify the party as like a queer party or like a gay party or you know people have even called it the trans dance party and you know as much as I love all of those things and it's important for those labels also but I don't identify a party or a space as any one thing because you know this is all of our planet I don't know you know so I'm like where you know wherever I go is a queer space or not or if I bring people you know wherever I go there will be people um, of similar experience or whatever who'll come um, queer identities and, and, and be there which is great and that you know is just by virtue of my friendships and connections to people mm-hmm. um but i'm sorry what was the question no it was just we were just <laughs> vibing on this this one idea about sort of breaking down boundaries between queer and okay. other, other yeah. sorts of spaces and and ideas and music music but, but the um but yeah do you feel like um do you feel like we can what, what do you think that the underground can do to sort of make things uh, make there more space or make it easier oh, for well, queer just, you know, hire or, you know, book and hire trans people, book and hire people of color, book and hire, you know, people of different experience um, other than the typical. If you 
are throwing a party and there's nothing but, you know, cis white men on the bill, then you're more a part of the problem than the solution. Um, you know what I mean? So uh, I think it's very important that, you know, I rarely book, you know, cis white people um, for New World Disorder, um, but it's not something I wouldn't do. And I would definitely, you know, um, it, it all depends, you know, on the, the mixture, on the lineup, on who's, you know, getting the, the uh, who's, you know, how the, how the space is using, being used um, uh, with, you know, people of different backgrounds and whatnot. So I think it's really important for there to be diversity in, in uh, you know, these mainstream kind of places. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe there's, you know, really big deal, you know, cis white people that are DJs or producers. Um, but, you know, why is that? And are there not, you know, other people who are just as talented who deserve that spotlight also? So that's that's kind of where New World Disorder came from also, is just giving that space to different people um, and, and letting that uh, be a platform. Um, yeah. So what what's coming up before we get to the DJ set? And I'm really excited to hear what you have to play. Okay. Um, the uh, what's coming up for to you for New World Disorder? Oh you know everything else. Just so so much. Wow. There's just been so much like craziness. I can't even believe everything that's like happening. I'm like I feel like I'm like in a dream, and <laughs> um, I'm going to Europe which is kind of like a big deal I've never been and um, I got the opportunity to go and um, I was really worried at first because I was in talks with um, people planning this tour um, in Europe and um, you know I had just I just lost my uh, like day job like in December and like they're like you know appealing my unemployment or something and I just started freaking out because I'm like oh my god money like what am I gonna do how am I gonna go on this trip this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity kind of thing and um someone had an idea for me to do uh Indiegogo and literally met the goal in three days (laughs) incredible uh, someone like literally just donated thirty five hundred dollars to me in literally one donation. Wow. I just couldn't believe it, and well, um, you're well loved. <laughs> I, I I really appreciate it, and it just honestly that was crazy, and it just made me feel like, well, gosh, I love everyone now because I don't know who <laughs> who could have been whoever that was. Thank you so much. Um, really appreciate it and you know I just want you to know now I'm paranoid and don't know who it was <laughs> so I think it could have been anyone I'm like walking down the street was it you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> so I'm like someone's watching me but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was like a really good feeling so now I'm gonna go um, but we're still um, you know also trying to uh, get um, more funds together, like for myself, and also we're gonna. I'm gonna be going with um, Ambrizi Ba from Oakland, 
another like really awesome DJ, woman of color, uh, sis. And um, yeah, so we're planning like this whole tour. Um, I'm gonna start off in New York. Well, I'll be here um, planning some other fundraiser parties with like Club Chai people and um, Ezra and Laura and um, even um, Devo from Swagger Like Us and uh, planning like little fundraiser events because I want to try to get um, Callie, one of my daughters, to come because uh, we're going to also throw a New World Disorder in New York with uh, Good Droid, um, who's also an Infinity, and um, a DJ in New York. And um, hopefully some other people, the lineup isn't completely clear yet, but that'll be sometime in June. Um, and then head to London. Going to do a New World Disorder in London, hopefully. And then culminate the whole trip um in Berlin, uh, where Aaliyah Love is, my other daughter, and do a New World Disorder in Berlin as well. And that's just crazy. <laughs> but I can't believe it's all happening. I'm so happy. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. You know, that's, that's really exciting. I can't wait for you to take over the world. <laughs> the new a New, new world, world Disorder. disorder. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, great. Well, um, in just a few minutes, we're going to start the... Uh, you're going to grace us with a DJ set yeah. um, and uh, looking for just for those tuning in late um, this is Infinite Beat um, your norm, nor, your usual host is uh, is out today Tapazu so um, my name is Nihar Bhatt and I've been I'm taking over for her for this episode only <laughs> um, she'll be back with you uh, soon um, but uh, and I'm here with Jasmine Infinity who is about to do a DJ set for us Yay. so uh in the meantime, uh, let's listen to some Suzanne Kiani um, before we get set up. Thank you. 
walk for me, 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 walk for me. I'll see you after the function.
They can't really love a real ass fucking bitch.
hold it.
Don Diva, slip aside on the stage and Fabrina. Take it to the box, give me great goose. Let me get it snot, it's time to tear loose. Catch a wall, back it up. Oh, excuse me, you bitches better make a way for this booty. See, I'm a cutie, yours truly. Get out the way, yes, motherfucker, 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 motherfucker.
A round of applause you for nerves. Cause with your vicious motherfuckers, it do take nerves. Believe me, we're not going to be shady, just fierce. Thank you. 
family good riddance. I kill a civilian, bitch, fuck your opinion. I took this hoe and then beat up the kitten. She gave me brand, I'ma pay her tuition. I'm at the top, so I guess I'm the villain. Niggas play love, but they didn't invent it. Got all this gold running laps through my system. Caught on a nigga like damn, they might miss him. Niggas is crazy with all of the snitching. Free all the real niggas locked up in prison. You ain't my bitch, so little bitch, why you bitching? I'm a magician, make niggas go missing. Cut a bitch off if she start acting different. Think I'm jelly, all this money I'm flipping. Erica Kane, Erica Kane, Erica Kane. These niggas is all of my children. Erica Kane, Erica Kane, Erica Kane. I'm sunning these niggas, I'm sunning these niggas. Erica Kane, Erica Kane, Erica Kane. These niggas is all of my children. Erica Kane, Erica Kane, Erica Kane. When these niggas ain't really doing nothing, you get shot for trying to prove something.